0: you're listening to the mc vocal fry podcast your weekly dash of voice science pedagogy and pop culture coming to you from the campus of mississippi college in clinton mississippi well,
1: okay well anyway downloaded. podcast world if you're listening as of this morning, here the, what is today? The 9th of February, we're at 999. 999- March. 9th of March.
2: Don't, don't put us back in February. Sorry, did I just Don't do wanting? that a whole to month? us.
1: Sorry about that. No, as of this day, the 9th of March, we are at 999 downloads.
2: Um. A thousand, someone just downloaded
1: one. We very well may be over that, but I think our app has started only updating every day now rather than in real time, so anyway. Anyway, so how are we, ladies? Good morning.
2: Good. It's spring break.
1: It is Basically. spring break here at Vocal Fry. Yeah. We are all that's, about that's all to have, uh, yeah, it's been a long week. Can we agree on that? Yes. yes. It's, been a <laughs> long, it's been a long week and uh, Long semester. It's been a long semester. Uh, they just had their they they had their CCM Voice Ped projects do yesterday. Mm. Uh, their their musical theater books I had them put musical theater books audition books together for them, for themselves.
2: Which, as far as projects go, like it was enjoyable. Like it was a fun experience. Other than some people who overthink and just freak out about it, but it was fun listening to songs.
1: Listening to songs is good.
2: And like picking me, like could I sing this? But at the same time, it's also not fun to be like, oh my gosh, can I sing this? Oh no. Do I look like I'm 18? Help. Is this up-tempo? I lost at some point during the week Were you listening. concerned
1: you looked under 18 or over 18? Over.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know that was a stupid question, but at one point I did think, like, oh, but no. was it? Do I look 18? What if I don't look? I don't know. I'm 23. I'm five years past 18. I think it's okay to question whether or not I look 18. I know I do, but...
1: <laughs> you still eat like a five-year-old. That
2: doesn't
1: affect
0: no, You said that,
2: that I couldn't play
0: a high schooler, but here's the thing. I've looked the same since I was 14. No,
1: that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. Yes, but I think your voice, like when you go into your belt, has a certain amount of gravitas. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I was also thinking of the combined package, not just... I don't think you can just just look at someone and mm-hmm. and be able to... You know, in musical theater people talk about type all the time. And I don't think you can. I don't think you can just look at someone. You need to know their personality. You need to know their 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 voice itself, and and what it sort of responds to. Um, you know, there's there's more to it than that. Anyway, um, well, but they're done, and, and I'll look at those over the break sometime, and and and, and get them back to you. I actually look forward to grading those. I don't think I've said this on the podcast before, but.
2: That you look forward to grading something?
1: No. Oh. <laughs> uh, my, maybe, perhaps, possibly my least favorite thing about being a college professor is grading. It is entirely... Po- I don't mind going to meetings. I really don't. I, I don't mind committee work. I don't mind the, the stuff that I love doing, the teaching, the, the, the researching, the, the performing, the whatever. I'm not in love with grading. It's just not... I think part of it is that I don't think I'm the best test writer either. That's a certain skill. Mm-hmm. Test writing is a skill, and I don't think I'm the best one of those who's ever walked, I would never claim to be that. Um, or even the best project creator. This this project, I think, just is just, just something that was valuable and had a practical application in your oh, life. Yes. Uh, Anyway, it's just it's probably my least favorite thing about academia, actually. Well, no, not about academia. It's my least favorite part of my normal day-to-day is grading.
2: I think that's understandable. Some
1: people love it.
2: Oh, I was I was literally about to be like, I feel like it's a kind of almost a mark of a good teacher, the teachers that don't love grading their students, because it's not so much that you're concerned with, well, how many points? You're concerned with, well, what did you learn? And it's really hard to
1: grade which is what how much what have you with. learned that's usually
2: what i'm concerned with exactly you're not like because and i think that's why you find it hard to make a test because yes there are a few fundamental things that like you need to get from a class but a lot of it is different students are going to remember different right. things and so even if they didn't learn that thing they may have learned this thing over here
1: that's right
2: so i think that's that's part of maybe your that, that's me analyzing that. no that's right
1: Okay, so this week we've had Warren Jones on campus all week. I'm sorry you didn't get to work with him, Leah. That's fine. Um, uh, but, Sarah, you got to work with I him a, for a full hour coaching on Monday. Yes. Uh, tell, 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 our, tell our listeners what oh, that was, was like. Warren Jones was on the podcast last week. In fact, today's episode that dropped drop in, our, in our world today. Um, wonderful stories. Uh, the, story, oh gosh, yes. the story he tells about how he got his job at the Met.
2: Oh my goodness! He's just in there, and I didn't get. It. I only got one job. I wanted and it was Boston. At the Met. I,
1: I wanted Boston, and that man hated me.
2: But the uh, only job I got was at the Met. Was I'm at the like, Mets, oh,
1: Opera? Of poor
2: course. thing. The only my first job was at the Met.
1: <laughs> no, he had worked at San Francisco Opera I, whatever, before exactly. that and <laughs> conservatory, but. I still and,
2: don't feel bad for him.
1: Right. Anyway, but no, it's
2: a great story. So
1: so anyway, tell us about your coaching.
2: Oh, I mean, it was wonderful. And it's funny because you go in there and, like, I had brought, like, three songs that I was ready to work on. We spent the entire hour on an aria, just the one, because there was just so much to unpack. And I love getting to do that because he just sat there and, you know, he walked me through it. And we got down to the the nitty-gritty. And I felt like, honestly, he spent just as much time working with um, my accompanist, Tyler, as he did with me, which I I love that because I love getting to hear how the piano part breaks down because I mean that's just as much a part of it. Well, I mean this was an aria, so technically it would be the orchestra. orchestra, but same. I mean he's the piano is being the orchestra in this, and I loved getting to hear about that. We really like broke down, you know, the difference in singing English versus Italian because. Personally, I know I do. I probably approach the way I sing all my arias the same way.
1: With language.
2: With language. Not not like actual singing, but as far as the language goes, I'm like, oh, I need to have a line. The consonants need to be just little whatever, and that's not how English is.
1: Well, in your defense, and I didn't want to say this in the middle of the coaching, but you definitely are currently studying with two teachers who definitely value legato as a very prime yeah. chief principle of singing.
2: True. Oh, And I, I like that, too, because I find generally it makes it easier for me to... At this point in my life, it makes it easier for me to sing stuff. But, right. I mean, I need to be able to do more than that. I need to be able to have legato while Still saying explain- words. You know,
1: I, I brought this up with the, with the undergrads, because it is something I took away. I mean, so much of what he did with you and Michael... Michael got a coaching with him on Monday as well with 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 Tyler as well. And so much of what he did did have to do with language. And yesterday in undergrad pedagogy, yesterday an undergraduate pedagogy. Yeah. Michael usually sings a jingle at that point.
2: It's not the same. We're not expecting you. Let's to just sing record a we'll record Michael singing things and just play it on to the splice keyboard them in. Like, when he passes on
1: <laughs> No when he regenerates.
2: Yes, when he regenerates, which we're like, in the, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. I don't know where we are right now. Who uh, knows? My, Michael
1: couldn't be here. He had a, he had a family situation and a, a, a yeah. death in the family, and we're, we're thinking about him this morning yeah. uh, not being here. But uh, so yesterday at Undergrad Ped, we actually had a different situation. So, you know, we've been having these students come in all semester, and yes. you, you two have observed some of that. But yesterday we actually had someone come in who is currently not registered in voice at all, but who is a very experienced singer?
2: Okay.
1: Okay.
0: Would we know so if you're trying to? It was
1: Kendall.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh.
2: <laughs> and, but okay. she is not
1: registered in voice at all, and so she actually fit the criteria and had asked if she could come in as a guinea well, pig.
2: Yeah, that's kind of cool to get to work and with like And she
1: got there before all they all did, and I said, do you have a song with you that you could sing? And she was like, yeah. And so she brought out one of her, and, and she's a big-time belter and wonderful yeah. musical theater singer. I mean, honestly, it's an incredible instrument. Mm-hmm. And, and so... The first, they all obviously also knew who she was. They know her. And so like the first student got up and they vocalized her a little bit and they could clearly see, okay, she's vocalizing. She's moving through registers. She's basically able to sing high, sing low, sing whatever. And so they were sort of like, do you have a song you wanna sing? And she was like, yeah. And so (laughs) this is the first time they've been confronted with this problem. Oh
2: no, they had to play the song.
1: Well, see there, okay so and for you voice teachers out there i just keep wanting to implore all of you including the two human beings in front of me work on your piano work on your piano and if that even means and i think i was sort of blessed with my first three years of full-time collegiate teaching which is adjunct work but i mean i was basically doing that as my income I was blessed that I was teaching musical theater singers and not classical singers. Mm -hmm. And that enabled me to get really good at basically treating musical theater things like a lead sheet and just looking at the chord changes and playing the chord changes, helping them with their melody some. I was having to teach them classical repertoire as well. And it started to develop. I, I had been teaching for a few years before that, and so I was sort of used to playing 24, 26, 28. Of course. Um, which I, I now is like how what I always call that. I, I Italian art songs is what I'm talking about. Some of you may call them the yellow book or the blue book or the purple book or the other book. But anyway. And I had gotten sort of used to playing melody and a bass line because I'm not a great pianist. In fact, I don't consider myself a pianist at all. Um... And so anyway, I let them work through it with her a little bit. And actually, what the first student did was she just gave her a pitch and said, "Can you sing it?"
2: What song was it?
1: Oh, I knew you were gonna ask me. I, I want to you know. I
0: was in the lobby and I could. She was killing it. That's I just. That's all she I to was say. well. <laughs> and here I would was... like to know the song because.
1: Um, I don't remember. You'd have to ask her. And I, I, I feel bad that the name of the song, even the show, it totally, totally has left my mind. Mm. Um. You may never know. Anyway, I'll, I'll look it up. What was amazing, so she sang the song, and the student was sort of like, Yeah, that that was
2: really good. That was great.
1: And then one of the other students asked to work with her on the awesome. song. Awesome. And so that student got up, and here's what was beautiful, and this is what goes back to Warren Jones.
2: Okay.
1: He immediately went into. What does this song mean to you? Yes. What do these words mean? And then immediately took that to how can that inform the singing?
2: Yes. And
1: I used, and then, and he said, with what you're saying in this first verse, it was a song that started, as many contemporary sort of pop-esque songs do, started very low and emotional and whatever sort of discovery and all this kind of thing. And at the end she's belting her face off. Of course, of course, it's what Fine. To do. but she was upset with sort of her progression to that. And she said okay. that, that she asked the teacher, she said that that's sort of something I'd like to work on. And so this student knew that and they had her approach it from the standpoint of, well, what does this mean? What does this mean to you? Why are you saying, what are you saying here first? And then, what are you saying in the second verse? And then, what are you saying in this last bit that all of a sudden is this big whatever? Um, and it enabled her. And he even specifically used the word, it's more internal. Oh,
2: I know who is working with her now.
1: <laughs> this was very interesting to me.
2: There's only one guy. Yeah, I know. This was very <laughs> interesting to me.
1: Because this had been a thing that had come up in a lesson I had taught yesterday. Okay. Earlier in the day, we were working on a German leader. And, and, and I don't know if either of you two are familiar with this construct, but there's a, a lot of German leader is considered to be very much innish, is the, is the German word for it, in, okay. for internal. Okay. And, and, and what they mean by it is it's more that sort of theater of the mind idea, that sort of idea that we're not making these big bombastic statements like Italian music does basically all the time, like you and I like to make on stage. Lots of
2: bombastic statements.
1: But but Michael, for example, is much more a singer who would prefer to make a more internalized statement and make it more subtle, even though he's, that's not his personality, but that's how he prefers to sing. Um, But anyway, so it was interesting, because as soon as this student in PED was encouraging this volunteer, To do this, her legit sound at the beginning and her heady noises cleared up.
2: Okay.
1: They got more vocal fold contact because she was doing it from an emotional place. Mm -hmm. Then, she was able to find this mix that was just... Beautiful. The best mix I've ever heard this student have, and I've heard her sing before. Yes. The best I've ever heard her mix in just this incredible balance of resonance and vocal fold contact and just super clear. But she did it not by thinking about any of that. No. He This this student teacher got this volunteer to do it just by looking at the text. Mm-hmm. And I use this as an example then later for them relating it back to having Warren here, mm-hmm. which was singing needs to be an expression of the words. Unless we're singing the Rachmaninoff vocalese,
2: I's uh, got to come back to
1: it. I have to come back to it because I just don't like it because of the <laughs> words. I love Rachmaninoff. I'd rather hear a cello play it. that piece. That's huh. just my sort of thing.
2: Understandable.
1: Anyway, I just don't see what standing there and having someone sing ah oh, for 8 minutes just doesn't do it for me. It's uh, pretty. It's pretty. Okay, fine. Anyway, I guess you
2: could Make it means I don't know. I think you'd have to make a point to make it I think it if something. I
1: were asked to sing it, and like mm-hmm. it was an opportunity I wanted to take, I would have to like basically make up a story. And yeah, write exactly.
2: It. Like you would have to find some way to make just ah uh, make sense to you. Be it Co- I don't know, correct, anguish, but pain, it but it's or a or
1: wonderful lesson in this idea of, and we've been talking, we've been seeing so much about this on the online forums, and and just this idea of 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 making singing just motivated emotions, acoustically motivated emotions. Mm-hmm. And I I, I I, think it's the double challenge of the American-born English-only speaking classical singer mm-hmm. to find this in a foreign language that they don't speak.
2: Yes. Well, because it's easy, you know, like, I mean, when I was, working with warren jones we're sitting there and he's asking me like in this sentence what's the most important word like which words have the most meaning things like that and you're sitting here and i speak english so i'm able to do it really easily but in a foreign language like i may know the translation and i may like i don't know have a word for word translation semi like memorized but that's still really hard to take that and sit there and be like okay in this sentence what matters I, don't, you know? I
1: think that there's... I, 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 I would say two things about that. First, I think that if you're, if you're doing opera, mm-hmm. the, the texts tend to be more literal and more yes. just sort of openly emotional. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing music by a great composer, most of the time the important syllable or word if it's monosyllabic, is usually on a big beat mm-hmm. of some kind. Particularly if you're singing Verdi, you <laughs> right. know, or, or even Puccini. Um, and not. sometimes in Puccini it is the more conversational sections that are diff- mm-hmm. more difficult. The 20th century opera that you were singing from is a bit more conversational in the section that you're talking about, where he worked on yes. that with you. <laughs> And, yeah, you have, do have the fortune that you are an English language speaker. Yep, made it easier. And, and that is one of the things that makes some of the more sort of parlando sections in Puccini, where it is a little bit more conversational, more difficult unless you actually have the words. You actually know what you're saying. I think it's even worse and more difficult when you're singing foreign language art song. Yes. And this has always been a fascinating pedagogic phenomenon for me. So often, classical voice teachers will move so quickly to teaching German leader and French melody. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they'll do their 24, 26, or 28 oh, for, for a season and they'll learn the daisies. Because everybody sings the daisies. And neither of you have sung the daisies. I was going to say, I don't so think, you, think I've, I've ever know.
2: sung that or even heard that in yeah, my life. I don't life. know what that is. What is
1: that? Sam Barber's The Daisies?
2: Oh, I definitely no. have never heard wow. that. Wow, okay.
1: No. All right. Clearly I need to program that on a recital somehow. Anyway. <laughs> for, the, for a student. It's like a minute-long song. It's an F major. It's beautiful. It's one of the great... It's a great English language art song. If you don't know it, listen to it. Okay, good. Look it up. We're
2: giving rep suggestions now. Um,
1: this a wonderful recording by Thomas Hampson. Absolutely exquisitely beautiful. Anyway, so you learn your other things, and then you move right on to, to German leader and French Melodie, sometimes with poetry that is even very unclear. Deep. Because I was thinking about this with you, yeah. with, uh, with the Britain that you're singing right yes. now, Yes. That's in English
2: and it's still difficult poetry. But that
1: poem is makes no sense when you just read well, it.
2: Well, no, cuz that's the thing. Usually I can sit down, I'm pretty good at poetry and I can like if I think about it, I can figure out what a poem is no, no But I sense sat down it's with about. it's let the florida music praise in case y'all want to know. It's the first movement of on um, this
1: island by Britain.
2: And like no matter how many times I read it, I was just like it's like two separate poems because there's two halves and they're two completely different moods. And if you don't know the backstory of the poem, then
1: it's very confusing. It doesn't
2: make any sense. It's You're like
1: these but don't even go. As soon as you do, the music makes perfect. Oh, sense. Oh
2: yes, the minute you you ex- told me kind of what was going on, I was like, oh wow, it was just a totally different song. So are you doing
1: any English language art song this semester? What are you doing?
2: Um, this heart that
0: flutters and um, who's that by? I don't know that. Uh, shoot. It's on here. <laughs> now, just because you asked me and put me on the spot, I'm like, I don't know, and um, Hear the Voice by Passatieri.
1: Oh, okay. Well, see, again, things that the text, at least the Passatieri, the text might not be immediately evident, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, who's- Ben
0: Moore is-
1: Oh, that's right. Ooh, like also, a text that may not be immediately apparent. Yeah. Um, Especially when you're dealing with more contemporary poetry, yes. more filled with images, you know, this is something else. I, I was talking to um, Hunter was about to sing on the masterclass that yes. day, and I, I had a freshman sing on the Warren Jones masterclass. He class. did so well. Yeah, he I did great so for a freshman. Him. I never, oh my goodness. goodness! Didn't he do a good job? Yeah, he did. Yeah, it's well, a nice voice, and he
2: responded well. I, I felt like cause, you know it's so easy to get up there and completely fold in on yourself. You're unable like.
1: No, it's a Whatever. nice voice. Well, he could be a performance major, but I've sort of encouraged him to stay music ed, just get the music ed degree. We can always go to graduate school if he wants yes. to. Um, but it's a good voice. Anyway, he and I were talking, he was doing a, a, a simple um, sort of sailor song, you know, that you'd give a freshman baritone. He was doing Sea Fever by Mark Andrews, and it's the same poem that Ireland set.
0: Um, I was wondering about that. Okay, that the I thing because I saw was. the title and John I was like, Ireland oh. said the same, same well, it, poem." Like I, but all I remembered of that poem was like, "I must go down to the seas again," and so I was like, "I don't know if that's enough to say for sure this is the, the same, same poem. poem." Same poem,
1: John Masefield, same poem. Um, but he says the seas like the wedded knife. Yes yeah, When he talks weird. about the crash or, or or like the the storm coming, and I said, "Do you know what wedded means?" Is it with an H? W-H-E-T-T-E-D. yeah. And he's like, I mean, in the context, I think it means maybe, like, sharp. And I was like, so we looked it up. Yes, it is literally to sharpen. That is the verb form of that. And so, I mean, you know, he he was correct. But I was like... Sometimes even in English text, you gotta look up. I'll give you a perfect example in musical theater repertoire. Okay. Number of years ago, there was this girl, and I gosh, I cannot remember what the song was, but she was singing in a studio class for us. It was one of my wife's students, and she sang this song about listening to something on the hi-fi. The
2: hi-fi.
1: And at the end of the thing, I said, "I said, what's a hi-fi?" And she goes, "It's a. I have no idea."
2: (laughs) Hi-fi. Wait, what, what is
1: it? <laughs> See? Exactly. Well, she's about your age. Okay. She, the student's about your exact age, I think, right now. Woohoo. And so, exactly. It's it's a record player.
2: Oh. oh! Yeah, I would never have guessed that.
1: Exactly! I mean...
2: I was going to go with radio, but... No. It's, it's a record player. Now we know.
1: It was a stereo.
2: Well, and be, another thing with Warren Jones was he was talking about how even, like, okay, so English... I know English, but different words can be said different ways. You know, we, we say the, like, a different word can have a different meaning depending on how you say it. And, well, what about in other languages? I mean, I that's I feel like that's just such a thing we lack that, like, you know, we know the one meaning, but we might not know the different little idioms of how it can be used right. oh, yeah. to them. Right, yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. It, <laughs> I realized so many things I don't know that day.
1: Um, well, it makes me think back to him talking about how he loves to do crossword puzzles.
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh, right? When he said that, I was like, of course, crossword puzzle work and fiend.
1: Perfect sense.
2: Well, and when he's talking to you, I mean, you could tell, of course he loves crosswords because his vocabulary is just...
1: Yeah, incredible. Huge. I, um, so how was the... So last night, I will tell our podcast audience, I got to, um, my wife and I and a bunch of our other faculty, um, my my saxophone colleague, my trombone colleague, and uh, one of my piano colleagues and two of my other voice colleagues, one of which being my wife, uh, and I collaborated with Mr. Jones on a recital last night. Um, so how was the recital? I didn't get to see most of it.
2: It was wonderful. Yeah, it was, I really enjoyed it. It was really great. I mean, he just, it was so seamless. He made it, like if I really listened, I could really like hear the piano part, but it was just such a, a perfect combination that it just all came out as one thing, if that makes sense. Sense. It's really
1: amazing hearing a, a, a musician, I think, at his level, hearing the way he brings the instrument to life. Yes. Uh, and, and just brings out the meaning, almost, of each song, at least the voice pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, really remarkable. I I um, I did get to go in and hear their Brahms at the end. They did some forehand Brahms I at the end. I that. <laughs> it was so fun. It was so fun. Well, so and I fun. love how
2: he not only shifts how he plays, but he shifts just his total demeanor for each piece. Like, I mean, I felt like it was a different person playing the Brahms than some of the other pieces.
1: Sure, well, I think, you know, my wife, so uh, quick story about that. So my wife and I last night um, had the great fortune to sing with him the Sassel piece duet from Manon, which we found out from him while he had coached it, who knows how many times at the Metropolitan Opera and other places was the first time he had ever played that duet in public. Really? So for the rest of my life, I will remember that my wife and I got to do the debut performance <laughs> of <laughs> Warren Hando, Jones playing so. the Massenet saint piece duet for Manon <laughs> oh, in, in front of an audience. You um you So that, that will be a thrill for me, I think, for, 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 for many years to come. Um, but no, just thinking of that, thinking of the way he played the sans piece duet and then played the Brahms back to back. Totally different characters on the piano. Oh,
2: completely, and he just you could see it in his entire body. Oh, yeah. unbelievable. Oh, it was just enjoyable.
1: Unbelievable. <laughs> so it's been a great week. Yeah. It's been a it great really week.
2: really has.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, we like MC is, is small, but I don't know. Work. Just in my years here, we've had Thomas Hampson, <laughs> Ola Yelo, now Warren Sean Do- oh, uh, Chen. Sean Chen, Shawn Chen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
2: he was great.
1: Like the Clyburn place winner. I don't know.
0: We just it well, uh, did do a pretty they, good
1: job of. We're they, gonna try to start an initiative. At, at, we we were just <laughs> talking about this. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, but I think we're going to try to do this maybe every other year. As, as oh, a, as that's a sort wonderful. Of, sort of thing. Um, maybe not. Not not bring Warren in every other year, but
2: but some but, but, so right, but be
1: bringing someone that Warren. really has
2: no business being. <laughs> in no, fun. but I, mean, that, I just
0: mean like. It's not, it's not like a school anyone's ever heard of. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like That's they're going to make a plan to visit right. unless we reach out,
1: right. is what I mean. Yes. yes. You know? Yes. Um, and technically, this was Warren's second visit because he played That's, See, the, I didn't realize recital. he
0: played for Thomas Amps. I didn't actually I'll get to go to I'll tell you one quick
1: story that I wish I would have thought of last week for the podcast yeah. that I told Warren um, later. later in the week. I heard he and Denise Graves give a recital in 1999, at Oberlin. Mm-hmm. And uh, Denise Graves the Great Mezzo, and um, in the in, for the first multiple pieces of the recital, there was this intense buzzing, like squealing, like mic feedback, happening uh-huh. in the room. Weird. And, at, and it would go out intermittently with certain frequencies. And as the program went on, it got progressively worse. worse. I think their second set was a Brahms set. And in the middle of the Brahms set, I don't remember what they were in the middle of, if they were in the middle of Botschaft or, or, or something. Because I remember they did Botschaft. Uh, I was very, because I think I had sung that already at that point. And, mm-hmm. and it was, it, so I, anyway, it was memorable. But I, in the middle of one of the Brahms songs, Warren they stopped Warren stood up and said could we ensure that that noise stops please or we will not be able to continue
2: well that's probably understandable it
1: turned out that the gentleman was immediately in front of me
2: uh, wait was it like his phone or something
1: it was they, we didn't have cell phones oh uh, you're
2: right <laughs> oh goodness <laughs> I'm Is it showing mine wow. <laughs> I'm so sorry I just I forgot that you said nineteen ninety-nine and just
1: Wow, anyway
2: oh. oh no.
1: It was his hearing aid battery dying. Oh. His battery was low and He had his hearing aid way jacked up oh. and, and and it was feeding back and he couldn't hear it.
0: Yeah, because it was dying. And so oh no. finally
1: his wife realized what it was and he turned it off and once he had turned it off. That was it. And it was a wonderful program. They did coeur and they did... I mean, it was a wonderful program.
2: I just feel so bad for the poor know. man.
1: But it was that he was right in front of us.
2: Granted, like, I mean, I don't blame them for wanting it to stop.
1: Anyway, I hadn't remembered until Warren was telling a story about playing for Denise at the White House or...
2: Oh, was it the one with
1: the White House? No, that was... The story he told last night was he and Carol Van Ness. Oh, well... But, but, but nevertheless, a- a- anyway... The White
2: House, good grief. Oh. How many times has he been? I told my
1: wife, you know... He, my wife sang How Fair This Spot last night, with oh. Malinoff. I told oh. her, I said... You know what incredible soprano lineage you're now in that you've sung How Fair This Spot? With, uh, with
2: Orange With
1: how many other sopranos who have done it in recital with him? Because he said it's one of his absolute favorite songs.
2: It was beautiful. So, it was beautiful. I
1: mean, make sure you tell her that. She will appreciate it. Okay. Um, anyway... Uh, okay that's enough about Warren Jones because yeah. we have a boatload of other things to cover. We it do. has been a while since we have podcasted like actually in this format because this last true. week we had Warren, the week before Michael and I had Nancy Mariah on and so it's been quite a while since we have actually done this. And
2: talked about so all much
1: has happened in our pop culture world. That's true since we've met we're under 50 days to Avengers
2: Woohoo! since they moved the date
1: and it's looking like we're going to probably have one of two options okay. either either i'm going to be able to do a thursday like at 11 oh, okay. p.m. It's kind
2: of yeah okay okay
1: so like a thursday late 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 okay or like midnight or something okay. or which is probably what i'm leaning towards okay or or a saturday morning okay those are those are I think what I'm 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 looking at. Anyway,
2: this is a hard choice. It's
1: it's we'll figure it out.
2: This is such a hard decision. We'll figure or it out. Both.
1: Speaking of Avengers, since I brought up Avengers, we will be in a couple of weeks airing an Avengers episode. Yes. That has nothing to do with singing. We just want to forewarn That's our true. entire podcast audience. But
2: it's really good. That if you there is listen. an
1: Avengers episode coming dedicated to who might die.
2: That's true.
1: That has nothing to do with singing.
2: I feel like
1: we recorded it in December when the first trailer came out, and I'm never listened like,
2: it. See, like, do we still agree with ourselves?
1: I don't know. Maybe we need to revise it.
2: Well, like, I feel like we leave it, but then maybe, I don't know, the next we, week. The
1: next week we recap? We're like, okay. do we, do we, we still agree do with
2: ourselves?
1: We can we Unless can it's do literally
2: the week before Avengers, in which case we can't do that because then we'll have seen Avengers. It's all good, though.
1: Okay, everything's fine. Uh, did you see Tony's new armor last night? The new suit?
2: No, I went to sleep last Entertainment night.
1: Entertainment <laughs> Weekly released 22 different covers for this week. 22 collectible Avengers covers. Okay. And and one of them is Tony, and it ha, he has the... Um, the, like, nanotech? It is, it is, but it's the nanotech that can build its own armor out of the nanites. Ooh. And so it has extensions. He can build rockets. He can build different wings. Hey. And it's specifically the suit that allows him to fly in outer space.
2: Good. It's he's, the
1: suit. he's probably going to need that. Suit. It, it's the suit. for So can we then assume that the scene that we're seeing where Thanos... Sort of just bashes the suit. Is that on Thanos's planet? Ooh.
2: That's that's my guess. What if that's guess. how we lose Tony? Huh? What if that's how we lose Tony?
1: Well, that's that's like, and and there was a nerdist actually theorized last night that does he put Spider-Man in the suit and send him away?
2: <gasps> Stop. This is already too many... F- I need to buy... I'm to, have sacri- to, buy- to,
1: to bring his character arc. Because Complete- he's if mentoring he would, If Spider-Man he would sacrifice himself for... For, for, for little Spidey. For little Spidey. That brings his character arc to completion. Full, full circle. And oh
2: no. I'm going to have to buy a whole box of tissues for this movie. I'm already aware. It's going to be a hot mess. <laughs> it is.
1: It's going to be an but absolute... You're going to
2: want to probably avoid me for like the 24 hours afterwards. It's
1: going to be a hot mess.
2: Just tears and <laughs> Ceilings.
1: It's 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 going to be a hot mess. That's that's basically what it's going to be.
2: Well, okay. So along, like one of our adventure friends who's dabbling in other things, Jon Favreau, doing the Star Wars.
1: We we announced yesterday that Jon Favreau is going to be the director and and producer. I
2: forget. I don't really know. I forget. He, I know he's directing. He's
1: directing the Star Wars live action TV show. Because what you didn't he's need, you needed one of those. Leo. Was a live-action Star Wars show.
0: Oh, I don't know anything about Star Wars, but I saw that John Williams wasn't gonna. Isn't gonna not do any more write scores, the
1: music for? Music. Well, no, he will write Episode Nine. Okay, so I finished, thought that's what that said. I didn't
0: actually read it until I. I think the what
1: he said is he will he write episode like, he will write That's enough a, for me. <laughs> I feel like I, if I remember reading it, and gosh, it's been such a busy week, I forgot what I read. But if if I remember it correctly, he's going to write episode nine and that sense. will be and that will be it.
2: And granted, like I don't blame him.
1: He's old. Yeah.
2: Also, like Star Wars his is going, even as a huge Star Wars fan, they're going a little little crazy starting a whole lot of a whole lot a whole lot i mean tv series what are we how many how many trilogies are we up to Ryan now?
1: johnson trilogy game of thrones trilogy so that's on top of the three trilogies we've already had plus the offshoots so that'll make what so we're is gonna that? have like 18 movies
2: 18 movies in the tv show like i'm sorry we i don't know like that's a lot and i'm excited that's don't that's get me wrong content. But it's a lot, and there's a... You've, That's you've given-
1: excluding Clone Wars and, yeah. and and Rebels. Speaking of which, this is something I want to talk about today. Yes. This is a problem.
2: What, sequels? No. Oh.
1: On the penultimate, or penultimate ultimate, episode of Star Wars Rebels, mm-hmm. which just ended.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, spoilers. Five, okay. four, three, two, one, I'll spoilers. i
2: watch Clone Wars, so
1: in the penultimate ultimate episode i think <laughs> of star wars rebels they introduced force-based time travel so they This is a huge problem. No, this is a any time any any tv show, any movie, any book that's a series and canonical introduces time travel where it has not previously just basically been about time travel yes. like okay, back to the future the whole entire universe is about time travel.
2: Yes.
1: Doctor yeah. Who, the entire the universe, universe is, is about, about time travel.
0: The about time travel. travel. Lost?
1: Lost is the perfect example. The entire universe is about time travel.
0: Okay.
1: Well, no, that's not true, but there is time travel. And actually, and the incorporation of time travel in Lost is a good subcase case study for us. <laughs> because they that's did a very like good this. job of working in time travel and allowing it to function in the script well and not create these giant holes <laughs> that were hugely problematic.
2: Which we could easily have with Star Wars. Cause Why like-
1: can't Kylo Ren just go pull Palpatine out of the throne room?
2: Yeah. Or, I mean... Could she needed Kylo- Daniel Faraday
0: telling them you can't change anything.
1: Well, okay, and see, there's the other... Qu- but it, except what just happened in Rebels what happened, happened. was that... What happened? Happened. Very Lost. What happened? Happened. <laughs> <Very> lost. <laughs> what happened, happened. Um, in Lost, that was true. But in Star Wars Rebels, they just... Ahsoka Tana, Tano had died. Yes. And then oh, they, my gosh. And they, then they pulled her out of her death.
2: Stop. That was the... I mean, I get it. She's a great character, and maybe they were regretting having killed, killed her off because... You know, she's a great character, she could have done more things, but like leave it alone. Okay. You made that decision.
1: But but literally pulling a character out of their death.
2: Yeah, who who else are we gonna do that to? Luke Skywalker? Han Solo? Well, uh, Luke
1: became one with the force, so that doesn't work. Okay. And there's no way that Harrison Ford is coming back to the Star Wars universe. But I mean,
2: who who are we best about?
1: my concern is Palpatine.
2: That, that That's mean.
1: my sole concern. Well,
2: Palpatine, or you know, you're Kylo Ren. Or Plagueis. Why, why? I was gonna say, why go to Palpatine when you can have Plagueis. a Darth Plagueis, a Darth Sidious?
1: Yeah. Fill in
2: the blank of the most evil people. Palpatine is
1: Darth Sidious. Oh, you're right. Sarah, oh, it's been Sarah, a long day. Sarah just offended our Star Wars I'm listening sorry, audience. I'm sorry. It's just like I offended our Star Trek well, watching look, audience just by to make saying it Trekkers to
2: Spring Break, my brain has yeah. We're really shut just down. all trying
1: to make I I I yeah, I, I can, I'm uh, on
2: Spring Break. <laughs>
1: no, 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 no. Oh, okay. like I turned in my project. This I'm, is I'm, Spring I'm, Break. Leah Lea out. <laughs>
2: I am not on Spring Break yet.
1: But see Lost. See here's the problem that comes with time travel when you introduce it as a writer. Lost did a good job because what they did and one of the reasons that Faraday was so important. Was that, and by the way, if we're making Lost spoilers, sorry, you've had a decade. Okay? <laughs> sorry. Um, in fact, it was just... And it's not the, on Netflix anymore, so... It, it was, did you see that just a week and a half ago, it was the 10th anniversary of The Constant?
0: Really? Yeah. Oh.
1: Absolutely, maybe my favorite uh. Lost episode ever. The Constant and the Variable, unbelievable. Just great writing. Great writing. Go watch it like if you're not... algebra
0: or something? No, it's Desmond.
1: It's Desmond and Dan Faraday. <laughs> the two best characters in the whole show.
0: Okay, that's debatable. No, I love Desmond. Desmond is my favorite okay, character Okay, Desmond does. Lost. Yeah, I'll, Desmond, De- I'll totally give you that one. I like Daniel fine, but...
1: I love Dan Faraday.
0: Yeah. He's
1: alright. Anyway. And both of his parents.
0: Well, yeah, that's nuts. Absolutely
1: great. <laughs> when you think back to the early seasons of Lost God. and seeing her that's incredible yeah incredible writing i love things that they think way ahead what did we just start oh i'll get to that in a second (laughs) but what they did was one of the things that dan faraday's character did was he established rules
0: yeah he established
1: through the writing through the story through the narrative he established rules for what the time travel could and couldn't do smart currently lucasfilm's running a big gamble because they just basically broke the Star Wars universe with the, with the Holdo maneuver and now we're risking breaking the whole universe and see here's the thing, I don't know that there's a Kevin, I, Kathleen Kennedy's great and all but I don't know that Kevin, there, there's no Kevin Feige like in Marvel who's literally in every meeting wearing his baseball cap and saying yeah we can make that work. I mean one of the reasons that the MCU works is because of him mm-hmm. ba- basically being in every meeting that happens. And yes, I understand that apparently there was also a script that J.J. had already written for both 8 and 9, and then Ryan Johnson scrapped it, but J.J. still had script approval, he was a producer, and apparently, but we know J.J. Abrams in Time Travel Lost, etc., 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 there's some possibilities out there. I mean, who knows? What Trauma, do we? What, can we find, raised parents? Can we reunite them? Can we? The, it's a lot. But but the problem I have with it well, is there's a lot of risk involved in this. Yeah. Are
2: we gonna have like Kylo go back in time and not not murder? be evil or something? Yeah. Or like, like
1: meet Luke in, in like in the past? Or I I don't know.
2: Yeah. Is he gonna go back and try to kill
1: Luke? Is he gonna go back and try to kill Yoda? No. I don't know why that, that's
2: that. I don't know why that that really affects me, but no. He can't go kill
1: Yoda. I also have a question if maybe you're not able to access someone from the past, if they actually became one with the Force. That would be nice. I don't know. Again, I don't know. There's these unwritten rules now. You know, like on Doctor Who... They also write the rules into the narrative.
2: Why, yes, yes, they
1: do. I mean, he's constantly talking about fixed, fixed points. I mean, he's constantly talking about fixed points. And are we going points. to
2: include that? I mean, we just don't know what they're going to do in Star Wars. We just don't know.
1: It was interesting. My wife and I actually, in our desperately trying to make it through the semester, have just rewatched Doctor Who Series 5. Okay. Which is the first one with Amelia Pond. So Yay. everything through R- Rory becoming a, a centurion, centurion and everything through Pandorica, yeah. Vincent the Doctor, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Oh, so but it's season. interesting going back and watching that season with all the stuff with the young Amelia at the beginning and then young Amelia at the end. It very, it, it, I love writing that thinks that far out. And, and, and Doctor Who does this oh. in no better way than River. Because watching River oh in that my whole my season, goodness. looking back to the library, looking forward to *Husbands of River Song*, when you find out
2: everything un- that already, unbelievable, do.
1: unbelievable. Unbelie- that she already knew she was talking to her parents, but she couldn't tell But she just kind of. Sorry again, spoilers. You've had a decade.
2: You've had a while, like. Goodness.
1: Maybe not the thirty-five years that you've had to know that Spock dies at the end of *Star Trek* Who Two. Knew? Spock dies at the end of Star Trek Two.
2: I did not know this. Apparently, this was a major thing with the the new Star Trek movies they made. That Spock. Lived. I know even less about Star Trek.
1: Really, no Star Trek for you.
2: <laughs> did I tell you, James? Dwight likes it right in the office. That's true.
1: Is that a thing? Oh no! Wait, no, no, Battle that's Battlestar Galactica. Galactica.
2: I think it's supposed to be the same thing. <laughs>
1: Now we've offended <laughs> Battlestar Galactica fans <laughs> and Star Trek fans.
2: So, so we're just going for the trifecta. We would like <laughs> yeah, to offend okay. all Yeah, okay, so I know you. nothing about um, That's Jamie's new show, Star Trek. He's been watching that The new a lot. The new one? No, the old. The one's on Netflix.
1: TOS or Next Gen or... Look, okay.
2: I don't know. I know
0: he's watching Star... I've been Star- watching Black Mirror. I started that.
1: That show's do you nuts. like it? That show
0: is I like I don't think you would like it. I was gonna say, <laughs> I think I would
2: be terrified. I don't I think
1: you it. should watch it's it. Dark. It's dark, it's dark, it's really dark. It's dark and wonderful. And I
2: was, I've kind of wonderful. avoided it because I was just like, I think this might be. We're break
1: probably me. not gonna break down Black Mirror in the podcast. Uh, we have that's to be that's slightly
2: a bubble friendly
1: thing. Um, yeah, speaking of. Speaking of, you know Jodie Whittaker was a guest, the new Doctor Who.
0: I like I couldn't yeah. figure out. I was watching that episode like last week, and I was like, where have I seen that girl before? And Doctor I looked it up, Who? and I was like, The Black oh. Mirror
1: episode is great, yeah.
0: Yes. Oh, that one was. <sighs>
1: Speaking of Black up. Mirror things that happened this week in pop culture, just okay. two days ago, I don't know if any of our podcast listeners have Amazon Echoes, but Ale- <laughs> Alexa has started randomly laughing at people, <laughs> and then telling them the directions to Graveyard. <laughs> that
2: is, I love that. That
1: is actually happening.
2: That's like an episode of Doctor Who, the one with the cars that keep killing people.
1: Well, it's more than that. I, yeah. I, there's, I have this image, and it's an image from another show that I'm not going to bring up right now, but of these literal, of, of literally the Facebook AI, the yeah. Google AI the Apple AI and the Amazon AI sitting around this digital poker table. And and the Facebook AI is like, so who's gonna attack the humans first? <laughs> and the Google AI is like, no, we're gonna wait for our turn. And the Apple AI, Siri's like, I can't really do much yet, so I can't be me. And meanwhile the Alexa AI is like, Alright, here we go guys.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna break their brains first.
1: And, and Did you hear
0: that story a few years ago? Um, about like some AI technology that
1: like
0: started saying like, I just love humans. They're so cute. I wanna put them in a zoo
1: <laughs> Not only that, but I mean when you think yes. about you know, the Google AI taught itself to walk last summer. It taught, it taught itself how to walk and then how to walk around walls.
2: That's what you
1: want. And the f- scarier thing last summer was the Facebook AI teaching itself its own language and building its own AI faster than they could build it.
2: That's not what you want. Yeah. Which last is
1: basically the definition of talking a about around.
0: us. Last week's episode of the X Files um, was basically I a black have mirror to episode. Start that. You I,
1: do. I have to start watching that show. I need to go back and watch all the originals and.
0: Oh yeah, I mean you have to start at the beginning. I'm
1: a I'm a terror. Are those on
0: Netflix? They were. I think they took them off, but I think it's on Hulu.
1: Hulu. I don't have a Hulu. No. So it's like the one I thing don't we either. don't have a subscription to. We have. If you will watch have...
0: the X Files, I'll give you my login. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I need to watch this. I need Files. more
0: people to talk about. Oh, I don't, like nobody watches. No, I it. need I to watch. Okay, okay I'll tell you what. Here's the deal.
1: Here's <laughs> wait, the wait, this, summer, this summer. This <laughs> summer I will make my way through the entirety of the X-Files. Oh, I don't know if
0: you can finish wait. it in one summer.
1: We can um, try. Uh because <laughs> you ba- basically <laughs> for our podcast listeners and everything else, basically until Turn dot is over, like my time, my time is like I take one hour every night just to let my brain go. So I watch so, like one hour of something every night. Solid. Um, but, you know, of course my wife and I are still trying to keep up with This Is Us because, well. And we haven't watched this week's episode. Me neither. I don't even know what it was about. Um, so uh, we have no idea. Uh, in fact, I don't know that we've watched an episode since the Olympics. So maybe we're too. There was months. one. Um,
0: the, mo- the one that I have watched most recently was, um, was Kate and Toby's Bachelor and Bachelorette parties.
1: We have not seen that one. So we're probably two behind. Uh, But we'll watch those over spring break. Mm -hmm. But until Turandot is at least fully memorized, (laughs) and honestly, my April is looking like every Tuesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, all day Saturday, all day Sunday, I'm going to be in Turandot rehearsals. That's so gross. In Hattiesburg. In Hattiesburg.
2: I'm so sorry. Just anyway, yeah,
1: okay. Anyway, so I'm doing turned off. Um
2: <laughs> Where do we go from that? So, so X-Files made me think of this. Jamie likes to leave the history channel on for Aria when he goes to work because
0: <laughs> the history channel.
2: Um he used to leave it on other channels, but so first he left it on Animal Planet, but then one week the, oh. there was an episode with dogs and she got really upset. Because she could hear the dogs on the TV. And, like, it really bothered... Because she's not in the den when he's gone. And so it just really got to her, apparently. Um, and then he's scared that other TV channels are either going to have, like, battles, like, weapons or something that might upset her. Or, what was the other thing? The History Channel The History have, Channel I told talks about I war all, all the time! I told him that. I told him he should put it on the Home Shopping Network. But he was like, no, I'm going to put it on the History Channel... Don't even give me. I also told him he could leave it on the Food Network, but anyway, he puts Food it on the History Network, Channel. That'd
1: probably be pretty. So scary. I
2: walk in and there's this HGTV. whole HGTV, exact yes, but I, th- I don't know what... I don't know. I don't. know. I kind of all I
1: watch, by the way. I
2: love Man, HGTV. Man, I love House
0: Hunters International.
2: Right, or like I love those I weird that House Sh- Hunters. See that?
1: Those are the ones I don't really like because. Wait, so what do
0: you watch? Well, you I, watch I like the, the ones where they're works.
1: actually remodeling <laughs> things. Yeah, I like no, that too. Would I you call like House Hunters. I call House. Yeah, I think Fixer Upper's fine. I call call house hunters rich people buying houses.
0: Yeah, that's, that's pretty the, much what it is. I know, they're like...
2: they're. I'm a like, kite builder. Ooh,
0: I really wanted a full-size refrigerator. No, You're but living they, in Paris. But they all start
1: the same. Yes, I'm a, I'm a beekeeper.
2: And I and, design and, kites. And
1: I design kites, and, and our, our budget, budget is $1.2 million. $50 million. I'm sorry,
2: What? who died <laughs> and left you that money? Oh,
1: yeah, no. So well, that, that's
2: more... Um, I feel like house
0: hunters international isn't like that as much. It's that's not. usually that's
1: especially because it's mostly apartments. Yeah,
0: yeah. exactly. Our budget's
1: twelve hundred dollars a month. That's so why
0: they, that's they why still I end like
2: up that with, like with like really nice like apartments are really nice like. But they and, always find something to complain about. Ooh,
0: I really I like entertaining, so well,
2: I'm mean, gonna need I, an open plan. Kitchen. I get so mad when they're like, I just don't like this paint color. I'm like, buy some paint. That is the stupidest thing to get yeah, mad well, about.
1: Well, the other thing is you know that on all those shows, whether it's the domestic one or the international one, you know they've already purchased the place.
2: Yeah. Oh, I'm sure.
1: Usually the other properties are like what this is actually makes the show funnier. They're usually either if it's if it's the domestic one, they're often properties of their friends. What?
2: <laughs> and so they're walking around, I just I don't know if I like this card. Uh-huh.
0: Sorry, Betsy. Ooh, that's so passive aggressive. It I is. love or,
1: it. <laughs> or it makes this watching the show. I wanna see the better. behind
0: the scenes.
1: Or
2: <laughs> in, the inter,
1: in, the, in the international one, it's basically like the realtor like like it might even be their apartment, like the random uh, person. Like
2: even better, wow, I just really hate this couch. Uh that doesn't come with the apartment. <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> no, internationally it always does.
2: Those yeah, a lot are of the, furnished. come with the furniture yeah. or like have y'all seen like the really weird like house hunters lake like or Island edition house mm-hmm. hunter's tiny house no y'all don't watch I don't it. actually those. like
1: I've seen those I, can't. I, I
0: don't actually actively seek this out it's more like when H- I it's had on a table if it were
1: on. HGTV <laughs> is great laundry folding fodder for me mm-hmm. great laundry folding fodder okay takeaways takeaways
2: oh did right. we do breakfast? Uh, I mean, I ate breakfast this morning. You didn't ask me what What'd it was. What do we have for breakfast? <laughs> we get some instant grits, and I put cheese in them.
1: That's what Charlie had for breakfast this morning. I lo-
2: oh, he likes grits? He loves
1: grits. <gasps> okay. I own like 25 pounds of grits because of grits. my son. I bought a Sam's pack of them.
2: I love grits and have a great recipe. It's one of the few things I can make, and not even Instagrams. I'm talking about like real grits. I can make real grits.
1: Yeah, these are instant grits. It's
2: one of my few, uh like, life skills, one of my few cooking skills. I'm not a great cook, but I can make you grits, bread, muffins. Basically, anything but meat, which is unfortunate because I like meat.
1: Okay, anyway, (laughs) takeaways?
2: Oh, no.
0: (laughs) I wasn't prepared for this. Doobie threw a gallon sized bag of cooked spaghetti at me
2: last night. Oh, I saw.
1: A gallon sized bag of cooked Did it explode? <laughs> it was really
2: gross. No. It's just icky.
1: Okay. Like the innards of it or the bag itself?
0: The bag itself
1: at me. Okay. It was really
0: heavy. I tried to like pack it, and I'm, I'm glad I didn't break my wrist. I'm glad,
1: <laughs> I'm, I am also glad you did not, in fact, break your wrist. Okay? That would have been a really funny story. But
2: You know, sometimes you just gotta make it to the break. Just got, just gotta make it to the break! That's, a
1: good, uh, that's a good thing for our podcast audience. Uh, we hope that maybe if you're out there, maybe you're on Spring Break right now listening to this podcast or on your way back mm-hmm. from Spring Break, Uh, We hope that everybody out there in in, in podcast international land uh, has a has a enjoy a spring break uh, uh, and a safe spring break. Be safe if you're traveling, if you're driving, um, all all that kind of stuff. I I know you're traveling and you're traveling and I'm going to travel for a day quick. um, But but uh, other than that, we'll be we'll be back with you. Let's see. We won't be back. We never
2: decided on a date. We, we, we said Monday, Tuesday, then Michael sent the weird Wednesday bitmoji, and we were like, wait, does that oh, mean we you to want to figure, meet Wednesday? We do
1: need to figure that out yeah. toward the end of break, whether we're going to record Monday or Tuesday night, because we leave Wednesday morning after okay. break first thing.
2: Either works for me, but...
1: Okay, either technically works for me as well, because yeah. I thought I was going to have Turandot that Tuesday night, but we but don't. Yeah. Okay, cool. We start the week after that. Then
2: we'll figure we'll figure it out.
1: So, I either way. Okay, okay. sounds good. Okay, all right. Uh, I guess that's my takeaway. Be safe on spring break, everybody. See you later.
2: Bye. Bye.